Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning on Herd at Sports Radio. All right, top of the hour on Coffee and Cream. DB, Andrew Rogers, happy to have you back. We are live on ESPN 590, Herd at Sports Radio. We're live on Twitter, live on YouTube. You can get involved on the YouTube side of things by sending us a message there, or you can give us a call, 888-638-4876. We have Mike Sauter coming up at 9 o'clock. We'll continue talking high school sports with him. Matt Verzal to close the show at 9.43. We'll do trivia in between. So, DB, I gave you a little bit of headway today. Now you know. There's a, little, there's a lead there. Get yourself prepared for trivia at 9.30. Yes, indeed. Oh, look at that. Great little segue there by our producer, Shane, to bring on Michigan Lance. Lance, good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. It's been, uh, gosh, it's been a hot minute since I've heard your voice. Yeah, man. I, 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 try to give you, I try to give you all I could in the summer and the spring, man. I know I'll be winding down here once the, the fall got going, so. Uh, but I got a chance to get back with you. DB, I just read your <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like, so, full disclosure, you sent me a deal on a, a kind of a, a father-son contract, which I like. I, first of all, I admire your guys' relationship, right? Like, I, I think that's one of the cool things about you is how you parent both LG and your, your two girls. But on this football contract with, with, with Langston, you're going to be broke. Well, hopefully, yeah, that's the, that's the plan. So, you know, you got these – you know, what really got me on it was uh, the Saquon Barkley deal. Oh, NFL pl- 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 playing incentives? Well, just just contracts in general, how running backs are getting the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Hey, man, because my son wants to play in the NFL. So I said, you know what? Let me prepare him now. So he kind of understands and know how this thing is going to go when he gets there. You know me, man. I'm any way I can prevent, then I'm going to do that. And so, and he plays a position where it's not really active. So he plays DB, which means he plays corner and free safety, and he also plays receiver. Well, you're you're kind you're not close to the action, so you're kind of dependent on others a lot. So for, I want to and I want to make sure he's active. Mm-hmm and not just standing around looking. So I said, you know what, hey, yeah, I, I can coach it to you and preach it to you, but let me give you something. Let me get you started on an incentive base. You know, I, I put in there if you get a – if it's, it's varsity and JV, so what he does on JV, it's lower price, it's lower money than what he gets on varsity. So for varsity, a pick six, I think I put like $200. Mm. For JV, a pick six is $100. Gee, many Christmas. Um, you want to adopt? I go out and make some, I hey, rack man. up a few numbers. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Hey, man, but, but think about it. How many times do you want kids to get in the action and they may get there and then they'll just stop? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I don't want my, like, well, here's one thing about me parenting, uh, 
Andrew. Mm-hmm. I get on this radio and I sit here and criticize a lot of players, right? So, but I practice what I preach. Whatever I'm criticizing them about, I'm instilling in my children mm. not to do so they won't be criticized for it. Mm. I don't get with that. If I talk about winners, I'm sending my kid to a winning school. Or my kids, let me say that. If, because my daughter, hey, she was she, volleyball. Hey, she wants to play D1 volleyball, then I'm sending you to a winner. So she's in a winning program club team now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't just, I don't just talk to talk. So we can attest to this. So Go Lance, ahead. would you take away the incentive at any point? Like going back to your son. Um, yeah, after like the first away, like, after the first like, pick six, he will. Yeah, are you taking away those incentives? <laughs> you guys will be eating red beans and rice for the next month. Oh, hey, but think about hey. Well, that'll be great because that means I got a baller. That means I ain't got to pay for college. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, listen, he's a freshman. So if I'm paying my two hundred now, <laughs> I don't have to pay. A hundred thousand next week. Oh, right. Shit. Yeah, I, I guess I was kind of asking from the point of like, are you going to keep the incentive like as he goes throughout high school, or will you eventually say yes. like, okay, now you do it. Like now you just have to. Oh, do Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, put it this way: if if he's doing what's on the incentive base, then guess who's going to start paying him? Somebody else. Nils. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. That's where we're at. Mm. So I'm so I'm preparing him for that too. Sure, that's the goal. My plan is to get off the books and somebody else get on. Mm. Because that's what we're playing now. That's the game we're playing. This ain't when me and DB grew up. Hey, I, sooner or later somebody gonna take over this. Pay, you know, pay in his pocket, his bank account. So guess what? I, listen, I'm not the guy to sit and complain. I adjust. If this is what we're doing then I'm going to be prepared for us to do it. Lance, you had uh, something on A-Rod you wanted to get to. Man, this dude. Hey, man. This dude is the biggest clown. He's always been a clown. You're such a hater. God. Oh, really? Oh, DB. Okay. All right. So, DB, you're a lineman, right? Yeah. You're a lineman. And your quarterback is talking about, yeah, it's going to be jobs up for grabs. Man, who are you? Are you on the team just like me? You ain't making no decision on if I'm cut. So, so you, so you're paying me now. You're not. What about you? You're, you're 80. You're 80 years old. This ain't 2009, and you sitting here talking about job. Yeah, your job up for grab too. Because if you don't win and be a winner like you say you are, and this is your team and your leader, you were never a leader. He didn't lead that team to a championship in Green Bay. That was Charles Woodson. That was not Aaron Rodgers. Now he's – and you can tell by his leadership. God's guys' jobs are up for grabs. Oh, you're, you're you. Like, so now you're a good evaluator? Stop. Mr. I play when I want to. Oh, they're not treating me good. Now you're being treated good. You got everything you want. Now go show and prove. I guarantee you won't win a championship. And, that, and that'll prove the overrated, overrated guy that he is. He's Brett Favre. 2.0. I don't want to hear that crap. Hey, real. Did Charles Woodson win the MVP that year or Rodgers? Real, real, real. real. He, won, hey, he won the defensive MVP. Okay. He was defensive player of the year. That defense now, was sick. Yeah, it what, was. Andrew? It was good. Oh, I was just asking. Exactly. It was a question. It was a question. <laughs> wow. Hey, just go, hey, He's on a heater. Go, hey, go back and watch the tape. Go, hey. back, and, go back and watch the Lance. tape. Go back and watch the uh, 
in the locker room, who was the one leading that team? It was not A-Rod. It shows in his last couple years playing. Hey. You know he's not a leader. Go ahead, D.B. Um, <laughs> real <laughs> – wow. Real he's been quick. Onto these uh, prep, prep and Bellevue West open up tonight. Bellevue West obviously loaded. You said there's only two schools you'd send your kids to if you were still in Omaha. That would be Bellevue West and Westside. Do you mm-hmm. do you think or are you hearing your alma mater? Well, that that Central has enough in the tank. We had a conversation about OPS schools and who could be the bell cow this year. North is the odds-on favorite just because I think most people have them in the top six. They they return a ton. Do, do, right. do, do you like uh, enough of the young talent mixed with like a pie from that that Central has in the tank? Uh, no, because like you know, Pryfum can't do it by himself. Um, nah, man, it's it's North and everybody else. Everybody and so what? Seven schools? No, man. Wow, what is it? Nine schools in OPS now. Mm-hmm. So there's there's North, and then the other eight. And the other eight are all on the same level. Now, there's a bottom two or three. But from, like, three to eight, they all can beat each other. You know what I mean? It's, you know, maybe, I don't know about the two, you know, the two new schools, what they got. But, but the others that are three through eight, they can all beat each other. So it, there is no other bell cow. It's north. And, you know, Coach Johnson over at South – there's a plan and a blueprint for them in the future to be next. So if I'm if I'm doing predictions because there's a lot of new coaches at OPS who can come out in the next couple years, then it'll be Omaha South, not only because of the coach, because of the administration and the community. They have a community base there, right? That 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 is that's been Coach Martin's strength the whole time at North. Exactly. Right? He's exactly. so he's so good in the community. Yep. Right, and so but South has that type of community too. If you have somebody to invest in it, and now they have Coach Dewan Johnson to invest in it to reciprocate what they put out. Go over to South South Side of Omaha on a Friday night and see how they get down. It's pretty cool. So they have twenty nine hundred kids in that building. Exactly. Is that a lot, dude? That's, yeah, that's that's kind of like their twenty twenty two census. That was the most that I had seen in a building, maybe ever. Not named, you know, in the common era. Right, right, and so that's what I mean by like they have a whole community to build from. And right now, the other schools in OPS, they don't really have that. You know what I mean? North is, yeah, you got Benson Central, but they're all they don't really have a. North is taking it all because Martin's been there and built it up. And how are you going to chink that armor? Like, South Omaha doesn't have to go over to North Omaha. They have – they got everything they need right there. So that's why I see that that can be built, man. That, and that's just the way it is. Quietly, I wonder, and I should ask him because he's my guy, I wonder if, if Coach Martin feels pressure because it's such a difficult job that he's made look easier than it really is just because of his personality. Well, that'd, that'd be a hard job yeah. to replace. No, it it is it he, is a hard job. He, 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 he would he, be he'd be very very difficult to replace. Oh, most definitely because here's the thing: you got to have somebody invest. Martin started to invest, and once you, whatever you put in, you get out at the end of the day. 
at the end of the day. And he put in a lot into the community, and look where he got out. Now, the reason it's hard, because what you say, DB, it's hard to do the easy things every day. Right? Yeah. Then you say that over the summer, of course, yeah. the summer in Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's hard to go out in the community every day. Yeah, it's easy to say, hey, man, go to this, go to that, go to this game or go to this act, event in the community. It's easy to do, just show up. But it's hard to do it every day. Yeah, he does. All right, yep. my guy. Lance, appreciate the call. <laughs> hey, Andrew, don't give me – hey, you want to push my buttons, it's Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I, I love it. I love it. Bear down, baby. Bear down. All right, buddy. <laughs> all right, yeah, bear down. <laughs> all right, Michigan Lance, we appreciate oh, the phone call. We man. appreciate all your calls on the show, 888-638-4876. Maybe some fighting words, huh, Aaron Rodgers? Everybody is, everybody is gassed up. Hey, speaking of fights, mm-hmm. was – so there was a, a fight that broke out of Colorado's football practice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it got mixed reaction. Uh, Dion not happy that some of his guys didn't join in on the fight, verbally telling them in the huddle right after it Run happened. fights, we all fight. Right? Was he encouraging culture or confrontation? That's the question that I want to present here. Because I'll tell you this. I don't actually hate the mentality that Dion came in with. Do we have the clip? I don't know. I, I should, should send have sent it, to, it Shane. to Shane. I don't have the clip. Notice no. how we both said that at the same time. Like, we should send that to Shane. Um, but I don't actually hate the mentality. Because in, in any situation, I don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, I don't want to. I don't, like, go somewhere and be like, oh, I'm going to start throwing bows. But if it means standing up for your brother in a moment – that just needs to be instinctive, right? And I think that's what Dion was trying to get at mm-hmm. by saying that. He wasn't saying, like, hey, we fight, now everybody's just starting to throw haymakers. Like, that's, that's not it. He, he's telling you to be involved. And whether that involvement is ripping off another guy from one or the other or trying to separate, like, it, it's just being there and being present, right? You know, be that guy that breaks it up. You don't have to throw punches. And, you know, let's be real. Was it actually a fight? Like, not really. It was more like just some pushing and shoving and jawing. Um, But, you know, overall, that's just like the standard in sports. Mm -hmm. When a guy throws a punch in baseball, what happens next? The bench is clear, right? Everybody from the bench comes out. Or even there's times where people just jaw at one another. Like if I'm a batter and a ball got too close to me and I'm like, you know, talking with the pitcher and I take a step forward, people leave the benches for that. Mm-hmm. And you do that because you're a team and you, you do everything as one. So in this case, like when I heard what Dion was saying, like I didn't think at all like, oh, my gosh, like here we go, Dion just trying to be a fighter out here. Like, no, I'm, I, he's trying to build a culture at Colorado because these are a bunch of new guys mm-hmm. joining a team with a new coach. Man, that is so good. It's um, when you hit me with these things on the fly philosophically, I have to really take some pause because sometimes I fight my nature versus nurture. So uh, that's hard, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a hard balance. I, I came from a I came from a a college culture and growing up where. Um, confrontation was uh, fairly common, right? Um, I remember, you know, we had some, we had some epic 
uh, pushing and shoving. I remember we were playing at the Gladiators in my middle school years, and I mean, we had some guys, man. Uh, you know, Mike Stick, Clint Child, Steve Stanifer, some of these old school athletic legends. And it was very, very intense, right? At Nebraska, uh, we had a, a legendary fight. When I say, le I'm not. No, I'm not a big hyperbole guy. I'm talking about three or four minutes, which is an eternity. Ah, two or three. It feels like two hours. It really does, where it turned into offense versus defense. But it started with running backs versus D-line. And then it just kind of morphed, mm -hmm. right? And Coach Osborne expressing how disappointed he was. And that's not the way to do things. And that that's not the right way to go about um, – showing good discipline because he wanted us to be disciplined and he would talk about how things are going to happen and you have to learn to control your emotions and you know we had a guy rip a helmet off another guy and and you know he cracks him over the head with it and he's he's bashed open and, and uh, this is real like this mm -hmm. isn't i'm um, this isn't again this is not hyperbole so and i remember coming from you know berg to to northwest to uh, um, north and now, Westside, I said to our staff, I go, how, how, I've been here X amount of years, you know, however many years. I haven't seen one fight in practice. Like, like how intense are we? And so I kind of used it as a barometer. Mm -hmm. But in my heart of hearts, I know you want to rally for one another, not against one another. So I don't – it shouldn't be really a benchmark – but sometimes I do think it embodies how passionate you are about what right. you're doing. Yeah, because you're not condoning a fight. You're condoning, you know, the, the passion behind so, it. So it, it, it's, it's a hard balance for me, right? And, and like, because like on a personal note, right, it, it typifies mm -hmm. my personality. Right. Right? I, I fight, I fight my, I, I fight my part of myself all the time with how I deal with conflict. Like, I had to learn that you can't always be aggressive, right? But it's, it's more in my nature. I mean, look at my, I mean it's, it's more in my nature to, to, to handle things like that and that way. So um, that's, a, that's a hard, hard question for me because mm -hmm. I can't give you some canned answer that sounds good because I know my real personality. Right. And there's probably – Unfortunately, there's probably 100 people out here listening right now of however many in the audience that can tell you a story about how I, I have poorly reacted to something out of anger versus kind of growing into, okay, I don't need a pound of flesh anymore. And you can be for one another without and go to bat for one another without being like that. But I think you have to have some of that spirit in you. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're passive by nature, you're just passive. Like whatever's in you when you get squeezed is, is who you are. So that's a fine. I, I know it's probably not exactly right. what you expected to hear, but I have to give there's you no a right or wrong answer. But I have to give you a real answer mm -hmm. because I, I know my personality. Mm -hmm. And so the canned answer would be, hey, man, listen, man, you don't want you don't want guys fighting with 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 one mm -hmm. another. But. Uh, I mean, you don't, but it happens, right? Listen, and so it's do, how you, you want to hear the audio? Sh 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 yeah, play the play. Let me tell you this real quick. So, a guy that I'm 
that I'm very, very close to, that I like a ton, Jay Foreman, okay? We've had times where I said, Jay, I'm putting on my tennis shoes now. I will meet you in the driveway, right? I I will drive to Lincoln over this. Or, you know, um, I fought, didn't necessarily win. I fought Clinton, you know, in, in, in his in his living room. Like, I fought Troy Dumas, right? Went, went to jail over those eight stitches. So I know what that's like, but I know, for the most part, all the aforementioned guys, like, I'm close to now. So can you get by? Sure. I mean, you can. You get, I think the world of Josh Lukey, right? Mm-hmm. I, I shut a party down on New Year's that he was hosting, acting a complete fool, a complete fool. Want to fight everybody in there on New Year's, and, he, and he's my guy to this day. So I can't sit here and tell you, oh, man, I wouldn't do that, right? Because I mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I would. And I think you need a little passion, but I think you have to hear him say the message before you know how to get – because our guys, after we got those lectures, and we went through a stretch – Burzal can tell you this. There was a stretch of about probably two or three weeks of very intense practices. And I remember at the one, it wasn't even the big one. There was one, and I'm on the stadium steps. I'd fought this guy, uh, Mike Robertson, and Vedral got into it my, uh, with one of our defensive – he got into it with Tyrone Williams. We you know, we're running, and he's like, guys, you know, we got to get past this. Right. And then we kind of made it about each other, but – I'm just telling you, like, real time, it's hard to negotiate. Shane? He just fought. I seen two of y'all walking off over there. And you got a key teammate fight. What they do that at? Nowhere. Nowhere. Not what here. they do that at? Not Nowhere. here. In one fight, we all fight. You understand that? Yes, I don't want to see y'all walking off when somebody's fight. Yes, sir. Never again. I was in there, man. <laughs> um, the, the word to hone in on there, key. There was a key player in there. He's saying one of his best guys was in that mix. And if you're a lineman, if you're one of the bigger bodies, because I think it wasn't the running back that yeah. was that was in that yeah. mix, yeah. who's much smaller than the D lineman or linebacker that mm-hmm. was grabbing onto him, there's a key player in there. You have to make yourself present. Because if this is an opponent doing that to your guy, you would step in. So you need to do it here too. It's you have fu- to protect your smaller guys. You have to you have to protect your playmakers. Um, and it's it's funny because I got well, one of my older guys, right? And he practically took care of me, especially my first year there cuz he was older than me. And uh he he looked out and he was like, "Man, Frank loved that stuff." Right? He's talking about coach Solich. Mm-hmm. He said it's part of being a competitor. And and uh, and and now this is like if I told you what he does now, you'd be like, well, how do you have that kind of mindset doing what you do mm-hmm. as a profession, right? Because he's in the help business. But he's right, though, because I remember that stretch. Like, Coach Solis didn't want us, didn't want the running. Like, he would, he would be mad, like, if you didn't, like, if you took it, right? It, it was sacrilegious to run out of bounds in practice. Don't concede a yard, right? Don't. You, you, you turn and you do, you do the lift drill on the sidelines. Like, you, he would say, you give it to the defense. You know, he, he was just so intense. It was hard to kind of turn down. So, I get the A4-1, the one for all, all for one. But I can't sit here and tell you, uh, you know what, I'm not a, 
I thumb my nose up at those altercations in practice because I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. It doesn't really bother me. And I don't necessarily think there's a direct correlation to discipline in real games because we weren't a heavily penalized team. But to each their own because I have to know more about the culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Dion is trying to establish yeah, right the, now. Yeah, is the culture. The Over brotherhood. Anything else. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll get back into more thoughts like this on Coffee and Cream. Stick around.